Welcome back to another episode of Hold My Bread. Hey, Joel. Hey, what is up, breadheads? I am so glad you are in the gluten gang, so gather around for the next hour. Let us carbo load. Welcome to Hold My Bread, the $1,270 podcast. I am Joel Walkowski, the host with the most equity in the stock market, and I'm having a good time here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. We're here. Yeah, we record two different studios. One studio we record with a producer who thinks we're great. He loves our show. And now we're with the producer who hates us and (laughs) (laughs) genuinely doesn't want to, digs we are not fit to drive a car, let let alone host a finance podcast. True. We're not, in his eyes, we are underqualified. Yeah, it's all right. I learned what a market cap is this week, producer. Booyah. Kind of. I'm going to explain it later in the show. <laughs> it's going to be a really big moment for us. Yeah. How you doing, Maddie? I'm feeling good, man. I had a good day. It's been a good couple of uh, good couple of days for the most part. I went to the gym this morning. Oof. Feels good to get that pump in, you know, 9 a.m., the earliest I've ever gone to the gym in my life. Amazing. It was good. I went, I did a 5.30 a.m. gym session, like this, the birthday after I quit drinking, I'm like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get in the gym at 5.30. And I changed my life for about three years there. Then I rediscovered pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, we love carbs. It's the best. Yeah, and it, it sucks. Like going to this studio is the only time I weigh myself. No matter what, I weigh 230 pounds. A dentist's favorite weight. <laughs> Two hundred and thirty. I like that's good. I'm uh, at, and I'm I'm in this jacked off with my friend Apu. We're seeing who can get in better shape by March seventeenth. Yeah, yeah. My weight's staying the same. I'm working hard. Right before we got this, I did the forty, forty, forty. That's forty minutes of weights, forty minutes on the elliptical at level forty, which is the max, and then holy forty shit, minutes hard. in the sauna. That sounds 40 on the elliptical on level 40 sounds difficult. Well, you see the work I do on the basketball court. That just doesn't happen. Oh, for sure. It's not all natural talent. Some of it is, but it's not all that. No, it's just like, and now I got all these karate people hanging around with me. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're always around. If you don't know, I do live in a nice place. I have a sauna. So members of the U.S. national karate team are coming over to cut weight with me. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you've got uh, you've got real deal uh, professional athletes in your presence. Absolutely. And they, they told me that a, doing 30 minutes of sauna three times a week pushes your point of exhaustion 30 percent better. I, I mean, I love the sauna. We did it after the podcast last time. It feels, it's truly amazing. It's it's underrated. I think it's very underrated. And after the, we we should probably get into that. We got a short Yum Foods. That was the worst Taco Bell I've ever had after the last episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was so disappointing. We had such high hopes. Well, I live a block from a Taco Bell, but Taco Bell does not set the prices for their franchise owners. Yeah, I know. And this one is like, that one is crazy. Yeah, it's everything there at the Taco Bell on Flushing Avenue in Bushwick, Brooklyn is $5. A Crunchwrap, $5. A Chalupa, $5. It is highway robbery. So Matt and I, we drove to Ridgewood and we tried- Usually pretty good. That's usually a pretty good Taco Bell. Yeah, you know it's going to be good because kids are playing Yu-Gi-Oh there. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple tables of Yu-Gi-Oh players and they know what's up. They don't leave. They sit down, they play, and they eat dinner, lunch, you know, late night, fourth meal. Yeah, I heard there was a rumor- Kyle Ayers, who just did Conan, congrats to him. He told me that when you go to that um, that Taco Bell around closing time, you can just buy whatever you want for five dollars. And that was not our case. They were they were mean to us. They said we couldn't eat there, and the food was terrible. We did walk in. I mean, we did walk in. 
10 minutes before they closed in their defense. But, you know, the tortillas are going to be stale either way. It's not like they went bad in those 10 minutes. True, that's I, true. I <laughs> cut my sour cream with a fork and knife. <laughs> it was the worst restaurant experience I've had since I was 14 years old. I went to Chili's and I got a chicken finger with a beak on it. Is that true? That's 100% true. Did you just eat around the beak? No, I ate the beak. Oh, all right. Well, the beak is where all the vitamins are. Yeah, waste not, want not. I'll eat that beak. Yeah. Hey, I I hear people out there in these streets are eating buttholes. What's a chicken beak? Exactly. Ain't no shit ever been in that beak. (laughs) Okay, so last we heard, you were going back to double up your money in Atlantic City. That's right. How did that go for you? I'll tell you, the show was great. Um, I got to do 30 and I had a good show. You did 30? My God. How many did Jack do? Jack did uh, did 20 he hosted and then Lasher did 30 also. Oh, that Uh, poor crowd. It was was a fun show but then we went to the casino and I was feeling off. As soon as we sat down I felt off. I lost $200 in like the first five minutes and was like, fuck. So then I'm down to my last hundred I brought and I go to the, I'm at the roulette table. Like I'm up, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. I blow out. I lose it. So I'm down 300. And so I'm like super, I'm devastated, very upset. And then Lasher stakes me a hundred. I earn that hundred back. I pay him back. I'm up like five hundred. Or not up five hundred dollars, but I'm up a hundred. So I make my three back. I'm up a hundred, and the rest of that it just fell apart. So uh, overall, I, I lost three hundred dollars. Not a great uh, trip compared to the last one, but you know, overall, I'm up seven hundred on the uh, on I that was casino. Up, so I don't want to be mean to you here. That's not my why I was put on this earth. I'm here to cultivate oh, you no, into fine. a fine young man, along it's with my fun. other comedy sons, Donnie and Jack. And um, I am mad at Donnie. He gave me a, a soccer bet, and I lost fifty bucks today. So that's my gambling. Yeah, <laughs> bad gambling. It was mode. bad. We ended up at the Borgata at like four in the morning on a 15 minimum bet roulette table and I was up uh, and I just, I mean, I was too drunk. I was too drunk, too loose. It was just, it was a disaster. So I took, uh, I lost it. I had a $15 minimum. So I had a $5 chip left and all I could do was order a beer and give it to the, to the server and go up to the hotel room and get in the shower and drink my beer in the shower. Hey, you did it with dignity. That's all I'd ask. Hey, and, um, that's, uh, you know, I didn't cry. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was good. I'm still going to go back. I don't, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm still up 700. So it's all good. So the, the producer who likes us, um, he, he likes playing ultimate Frisbee. Great game. And uh-huh. the producer who hates us, <laughs> Richie, he's been studying how to car- count cards at blackjack in casinos. And Richie's good at, you're, Richie's like good at stuff. He, put, he puts his mind to things. He can do them. Yeah. Richie's honestly, he's the most capable person I know. It's, uh, it's a little bit hard to have him in my life. You know, I look like a real man, but Richie is the real man that people see me as. Richie knows how to sh- like hang a shelf and you know what I mean? That's impressive. Oh my God. I, I it took. <laughs> everything in my being not to hit up Richie last time I hung a shelf. It was awful. Yeah. But anyway, Richie's been counting cards. He joined a society for counting cards and he's going up to meet people. And Richie, you went, you went to Philadelphia twice this week for purposes of gambling. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uh, Philly twice to count cards, count cards. And uh, first time it went pretty well, right? First time it went well. I went, I was up like $300, 350. Oh yeah. I love that. Okay, oh, wait, oh, wait. That, the sound of sirens coming to get us. They found out about the car <laughs> coming. <laughs> That's like gonna... the casino police. Yeah, yeah. The pit boss is, is has his jurisdiction in Bushwick. I love that about casinos. I love the pit boss just lurking around, wearing their suit, checking the computers, you know, patting people down with their eyes. I like that. 
Yeah, it's it's all it's all good. And so, Richie, the first time went great. And then, what happened the next time? Well, I just went to Philly and uh, I got caught. I played for a few hours. I played unrated, which means you don't give them your player's card. You don't give them your ID. So that's like my favorite version of the movie Road Trip. Yes. <laughs> I was playing without card, without identification. I took a break at one point to go get pizza and I used my credit card. And immediately when I handed that, I was like, that's a mistake. And two hours later, the pit boss came up behind me and said, excuse me, Richard. And there's no reason she should have known my name other than had she said this guy's a card counter she looked me up and saw that i went to get pizza and looked looked up like what card was used for that order oh so i am now identified as a card counter in harris you, you know i i might have told this story out of the pipe but i had someone get caught with that uh with that same same scheme before so i i, I used to be a really bad drunk and so one thanksgiving i got blackout drunk in uh for the muppets movie and I was leaving and they put these statues of Alvin and the Chipmunks for to promote that movie. Right. And so me and my buddy, uh, Stephen Bianchi, ex-comic, the Bean Cat. Don't look him up because I don't think he's active anymore. <laughs> like everyone I know has quit and moved on with their lives. And it's still not much better than it was. You just do this and it ruins you for life. It's not like there's a program where you leave comedy and go into trade school, which I should actually start. That's the idea right there. So we stole this Simon statue. I woke up. It was in my apartment. We took it onto the subway. We brought it to our apartment. And the cops thought it was so funny. They tracked him down using the card. I paid cash because I was stealing from the Lego company at the time. And... (laughs) Just another story altogether. Wait a minute, you got a, you. They identified you from when you paid for your movie ticket. They identified Steve, oh. so they tracked down Steve because it was so funny to them, and they arrested him, and they made him get the Simon, and then they did the perp walk with the Simon. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing would have this Simon statue would have faded into obscurity, but uh, because it was so funny, it's still on display at that costume shop on Broadway and Thirteenth Street in New York City. That is my legacy. Wow. Do you have photo? Did you take photos with it and like make, make, make it drink beer and like hump it and stuff? Yeah, there are absolutely photos of that going around. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I guess this podcast, it's a lot of bad gambling losses. Richie tried to count cards. It didn't do it. Matt, he tried to, you know, inc- overcome the fate of ever. The second time you do anything is always bad. Oh, for sure. I mean, I went in there knowing like I'm going to eat my ass and I tried to rail against the fates. I tried to push against it and I tweeted out. I said, send some help. And uh, nobody, nobody sends anything. And, so. <laughs> and me, I, I, I was friends with Donnie Sengstick. So we all yeah. really got fucked we, by some bad things here. We all took a loss this, but you know. I'm excited because that just makes me feel optimistic for the next time I go back. Uh, I think I'll be ready. I feel I'm ready. I'm ready to go back. You know, you're ready to get hurt again. That's right. You're ready to play a game with negative expected value. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all not of them. That's not all of them. Yeah, not back. for me. That's all of them when back is his playing. I'm up seven. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute. I'm upset. I won. I, we can't discount the fact that I'm up until I'm down on the casino. I'm up right now. I'm up. I just imagine. I can't be touched. I just imagine you selling your tickets to Bonnaroo. That's. <laughs> oh, that, it's already paid for, baby. It's done. It's clear. You're going to have to scalp clean. them. No, I'm not. I didn't. You've, I, I've worn, I can lose $300 and it's not going to ruin my life. All right. So that's Damn. not true yeah. at all. Yeah. What I'm if you, pretty what, wealthy. <laughs> what, what if you lose $300? paying for your half of an abortion then you're going to hell life ruined <laughs> <laughs> well, that took a turn this huh? is a catholic podcast in case my family's listening yeah. hello how are you um i'm going to invite three of you to my wedding yes christ be with you 
and also with you. But so not at the wedding because you're not invited. Let's get into the market, baby. Last week we had, um, oh my gosh, thank you to all our listeners. You were yeah. so kind last week. What a good episode and you really reciprocated the love that we feel for you. I appreciate that. That was It feels nice when we get tweets and stuff and we get emails. It's really nice. Yeah, there's a great picture of the Halloween costume I couldn't find. People did. I don't want to tote my own horn here, but. Uh-oh, it's, I hear a toot toot coming. I think I was the the winner of the Tesla debate. Oh, uh, beep beep. Well, I mean, we did get some you you did get some feedback from the listeners that said you did win. So, and then I, mean, I was pointed to some good episodes of po- the podcast reveal. Had a nice episode on Tesla, and even right now, Tesla has their stock has continued to to rise. Yeah, they're crushing. Do you know why that is? Five hundred and sixty nine dollars. Did you see why it rose? Uh, it was because well, the, there was a little scandal here. You want to brief us on that? Are you talking about the Donald Trump thing, huh? Is no, no, no. I'm not talking about the well, Trump. Oh, well, oh, well, we. But you know about the Trump thing. I, I don't know about the Trump. Well, thing. do you want to talk about the scandal first? Yeah, and then, yeah, and then walk we'll talk us about through it. While it's rising. Well, there's a there was this whole event where there we I think we did we mention it on the last episode maybe where there was some unintended acceleration happening, and there was just these rumors of these Teslas that were accelerating on their own, and it was very dangerous. And then it's come out that there was some. Um, some shenanigans have taken place. There's been some collusion. Yeah, there, was, there was supposedly 120 incidents of Teslas while parking, while in self, self-driving mode. They just accelerated against the will of the driver. Yeah. And this turned out to be fake news. Yeah, no, there were no confirmed. None of it was ever confirmed. It was all rumors and, uh, yeah, literally fake news. And the Tesla Corporation, to their credit, they were all over this because they they issued a press release saying that this was the work of someone who had shorted the Tesla stock and was about to make a lot of money if it went down. Right. That's that's attempted stock stock manipulation is what that is. It truly is like a plot line of billions. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then just last week we talked about how short sellers have been just getting killed the last couple weeks because Tesla continues to just go up and up and up. And um, so I'm not surprised at all by this. You know, these these short sellers, they're ruthless. A lot of people, they dismiss investing in stocks as, oh, it's just gambling. You could lose all your money immediately. And that is true of options traders like options trading is gambling i don't i don't advise anyone to do it unless you're fine losing that money Uh so you know to see people just try and short a stock that's a that's a steamroller yeah you know why don't you just go bet against the milwaukee butts it's bucks it's just as (laughs) i love love the milwaukee butts yeah the milwaukee butts they're that team that's always filled with cheese (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, uh, man the milwaukee butts are my rival um, That's yeah. the only way to smoke a cigarette, brother. <laughs> yeah, I love them with that cool flavor of a Milwaukee butt between my lips. Um, well, so, okay. Well, yeah, so so that was a whole thing. And I don't even know if I saw Elon Musk himself comment on that. And what, what's his Donald Trump thing? Um, well, so he, President Trump uh, said he showered um, Tesla CEO Elon Musk with some uh, praise. And he said, I was worried about him because he's one of our great geniuses and we have to protect our genius. Trump said. First of all, he's not our great genius. He's South African. <laughs> well, we, well, you know, Donald Trump, we claim him. We claim if it's good, it's ours. We did it. Yeah, um, proud American. I, Jeff, we do have apartheid in this country. It's called the city of Detroit, Chicago, Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, it's around. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we do live in South Africa. Um, Trump said we have to protect Thomas Edison. And we have to protect all of these people that came up with originally uh, the light bulb and the wheel and all these things. <laughs> 
he does good at rockets too by the way trump said i never saw i never saw where the engines come down with no wings no anything and they're landing <laughs> and uh just and because of that uh, tesla went up 575 from 540 after uh trump said that and that was this afternoon. That was this afternoon. As we live and breathe. Yeah, really, oh my yeah. gosh. So. This is truly the dumbest time <laughs> in history. Tesla's overvalued. The market reacts to everything Donald Trump says. Obviously, we're not entering a recession. <laughs> everything is so stable and built on manufacturing and image and brand. It doesn't have undue influence to the mar- over the market, similar to how real estate was in 2008. Who knows? Um, yeah, isn't that insane? It's, it's so insane. Funny. It's insane. I just want to take all the money in my account, set it on fire. He does good at rockets too, by the way. That sounds like something my nephew said at Christmas. <laughs> he was like Buzz Lightyear. He can fly and he does good at rockets too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, hey, you know what? I appreciate the bump. Uh, we've talked about this before about how, well, we just kind of mentioned it about the, uh, the short sellers trying to manipulate stocks. Um, who knows if there's going to be any retaliation on that or if the SEC is going to do anything with them. But Donald Trump can say whatever he wants and the SEC won't touch him. So, uh, yeah, because he's probably dissolved that branch of the government. There's yeah. no EPA. There's no State Department. The SEC it's holding on by a thread. Yeah, the people that regulate him on the SEC are actually in ICE now. Yeah, the so. SEC is now the Southeastern Conference. It's just a Bama defensive tackle <laughs> looking through the, the trade reports. Yeah, they hired that uh, the head coach of uh, LSU. They were like, hey, congratulations on the national championship game. We've got a new job for you. Uh, welcome to the market. And his response was, Oh, well, don't, don't, y'all all know to get on or do about done to buy you. Y'all, y'all, y'all. Pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. None of our listeners know Ed Orgeron, but that was a very accurate impression. That's how they sound down in the, down in the south. I sound like they got a lot more lasses dripping out of their teeth. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so it's I... Like a- <laughs> If you do, you, and then, you know, we don't have balls here. We're, we're two working class kids trying to make a better life uh-huh. for ourselves. Yep. But really, I, I heard rumors. There's one guy I follow who's a, he's a source. He leaks information before it happens. And next week, Amazon is slated to give their, their uh, earnings report. And it's, from what I hear, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. And uh, a lot of options traders, they're shorting Walmart. They're buying Amazon. It's right after the holidays. It's going to be a good pr- quarter. And the current price is 1800 like $37, like this second. It bounces all around there. Uh-huh. But I think it's going to go above 2000 That was going to be my next question. Do you think after these earning reports, it's going to hit 2000 and I think, yeah, I think it's going to go over 2000 and it's going to stay there. It's touched that landmark several times, like notably summer of 2018. It touched it, I think, like three times. But, you know, it seems like there's going to be some good thing for Amazon. And like this is like the differences between our generation and the others. Like there's no way of us to get in on it. For us to buy a share of Tesla, of uh, Amazon, we would have to mortgage our entire portfolio. Right. Exactly. I was just thinking that to get one share of Tesla, I would have to cut my actual, my personal portfolio. I would have to just cut that in half, um, you know, more than half. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. wild. Amazon share is basically, it's equivalent to Bitcoin at this point. It's going to go up and up. It's true. And, but you know, you know what will happen though? If, if Amazon does go over 
like two, $2,000, it will become the most valuable company in the world. Well, I was going to, well, here's a question. This might be a dumb question. Is, t- if, if it hits 2000, what, you, what is the highest, is that, will that be the highest stock on the, what's the highest stock on the stock market? I am so glad you asked. We didn't even rehearse this. How good are we at podcasting? Well, if we look at market, market cap, and that's basically the total value of all shares of a stock. Mm-hmm. Companies like we talked about the Tesla point stock last week. And the one thing we didn't really address was the amount of shares, especially in comparison to a company like Ford, which has done a bunch of stock splits over the course of their existence. Right. That's just the only like comparison I have, even though Ford had a pretty tough week. But um, by market cap, Microsoft is the biggest company, $821 billion. Apple, $804 billion. Amazon, $798 billion. Wow. So with this, Amazon will become the most valuable company in the world, but the most, va- the most valuable stock is actually Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company. How much is theirs worth? Their, their stock is $344,700. Okay. So they've never had a stock split. We know that... You know, Warren Buffett, he's similar. He's a very conservative investor. He buys right. stuff. He's hold on to it. So they've never split. They've never diffused the value whatsoever. But that's how much the stock is. It's pretty egregious. Like the second closest is, is probably Amazon at this right. point. But and even they're not close. Yeah, they're not close. They Amazon's $2,000 and they are 150 times less. That's yeah, that's unreal. Um, well, I wonder, I'll have to do, we'll have to do, we should, I mean, I would imagine we'll do an episode on, on, uh, I can't remember his name now. Warren Warren Buffett. Buffett. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Buff Daddy. I forgot your name. Um, but I wonder how, like the whole start of Berkshire Hathaway, I mean, that's a lot of growth. Like. I wonder well, I mean, how his quickly... thing, he's, he's like, he, he has a bit of every airline. So when you invest, when you f- fly, Warren Buffett gets a little bit of money. Like he buys into entire sectors. Right. That's true. He just owns all, his whole company is just a bunch of ETFs just grouped together that are crushing. I'm sorry. Can we pause for a second? When we are back with Hold My Bread, we certainly didn't stop to look at an unsubstantiated basketball trade rumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were on a tight ship over here. So. Oh my gosh, it's terrible. Um, but that, that's okay. We're here. We're talking about our Amazon valuation. And, you know, this guy who said that Amazon's reports are going to be through the roof, he's never steered me wrong. I mean, yeah, I have no reason to doubt the man. I don't know him, but uh, I trust your judgment. And honestly, we've got a, a couple insiders. Uh, no insider trading. We're not criminals, but uh, we have gotten some, some tips on some people from Wall Street, and they seem to know what they're talking about. Yeah, people reach out. They tell us things. So mm-hmm. do we want to... We've talked about Amazon's value. Do we want to talk about a fun Amazon story? Oh, uh, I, I don't know if it's it's fun for everybody, but it's fun for us. You're talking about the, the hacking, huh? Go for it. Brief the people. So in case you're not aware... Um, Jeff Bezos had his phone hacked by the, it, Sa- the Saudi government. If you don't know Jeff Bezos, he is the inspiration for the Spider-Man villain, the Vulture. That's right, exactly. It is who he's modeled after. Look up the photos. It is him. Um, yeah, his phone was hacked by uh, the... Is it the same guy that killed that journalist? That's the same guy, isn't it? Absolutely. And God. two things that are equally wrong. Yeah, when will it end? Both are done to just suppress information, so what can you do? Well, that's the thing, is they were like, the way that, uh, the article I read said the way that the um, the hack was done is they were texting each other on WhatsApp. 
Uh, which is supposed to be secure, you know? Absolutely. I it's mean, not like Slack, which, you know, very secure. There's never any Slack scandals. Uh, Always very upstanding on the up and up with Slack. Uh, of course, of course. Would never do that with WhatsApp or Microsoft Messenger. I certainly don't own 10 shit. Uh, he sent a text. Uh, I guess he sent a text on WhatsApp, and uh, the text was like had code in it, and that allowed them to hack his phone. So he was literally probably just like, "Hey, what are you doing tonight?" But then there was underlying there was a secret. Oh, and there's a secret code. There was a WhatsApp virus. There was a WhatsApp virus, which is very surprising. So that's why I use Kick. You know, I'm a real, I'm a real fiend. I use. You ever use Kick? Um, I just think of StockX when you say that. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I am out of the loop. I only okay. communicate via emails, carrier pigeon, landline phone calls, telegraph. Well, people, uh, people, you talk about Snapchat for nudes and Snapchat's dirty, but it's, if you're a real animal, if you're a real filthy animal, you know you're on kick. Um, look, and yeah, why, what do you use kick for? What is it? I, 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 it's just like an, uh, I've had it for, I don't even know how long I've had it. I don't actually use it. I have a kick account, but, um, it's just like a messaging. It's like WhatsApp. I think, I oh, think it's kick just is a, the sexy one, right? I think, I think so. I think a lot of, uh, I think a lot, a lot of sex workers use it, um, which is fine. We're a sex positive podcast. we we support sex workers, um, and the right to use kick, but I think kick is just like a competitor to WhatsApp, but, um, yeah. Are, are they publicly owned? I don't know about that, actually. I don't know much about uh, it. I just think it's interesting that there's all these messaging apps. Like I said, WhatsApp was hacked, but I don't know much about Kik. Um, and like this, this so this, this Bezos thing, like what, what were the ramifications of well, it? I, honestly, in the article I read, it, I couldn't find any information on what it means. All I saw was that it had happened. And so, they, the Saudi government gave the information to the National Enquirer? I, they who then published text message conversations, personal photos confirming that Bezos had an extramarital affair. Are you? Are we stunned here? The world's richest man isn't an upstanding guy. Yeah. Who? Who's shocked that a billionaire has a mistress? Anybody? I mean. Uh, yeah. He. He obviously has a mistress. Her name is Alexa. <laughs> exactly. He's been telling us the whole time. You man, fools. the Alexa sex robot is truly going to be the darkest day in human history. It's so wild. I watched the. Uh, hey Alexa. Turn off long-term memory. <laughs> uh, uh, order peanut butter. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, look up local rescue dogs. Wait, so I'm I'm a little, I guess I'm a little confused. So did they say that the National Enquirer had the information about his affair? Right. Yeah, that so, and and it, was they, and and it was given to them by the Saudi Saudis. Wow. So the Saudi government they come up with this scheme to hack Jeff Bezos's phone. And then they're going to use that information to act like Jake Gyllenhaal in the movie Nightcrawler. <laughs> He's trying to become a journalist by making his own news. I can't believe we didn't get to see Jeff Bezos nudes, huh? Like I a, would love to see a Jeff Bezos I mean, nude. Oof. Do you think the his his dick looks like his head? Because I think bald guys, they all if they're circumcised, they look the same up top and the bottom. I bet. Yeah. I mean, he's built like a triangle, so I bet he's just like. A ball, his his ball sack and his body probably look the same. You know what I mean? Just shoulders, all shoulders. His balls are all shoulders. Which which billionaire do you think looks the best naked? Damn, this. I mean, honestly, I'd probably say. I guess probably say Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos out of them all. What about Richard Branson? You know he's looking good. You know he's probably he, having a lot of soylent. Yeah, but I don't know. He's like an older guy. He's British. But I mean, he's got that saggy British bod. You know, I don't know. It's not. 
And Mark, Mark Cuban, he's got access to an NBA-level training facility. True. Cubes, if you're listening, love Dion Billions. I hear this Andre Drummond acquisition could be very good. Yeah, and for those reasons, I'm in. Uh, best, best acquisition you were involved with since Broadcast.com was purchased. Oh, yeah, huge move. Yeah, I, when I saw... I, well, I, went to, I go to a lot of Brooklyn Nets games. I have a scheme to sneak down, and I was sitting very close to Mark Cuban, uh-huh. and so I just yelled out, I loved you on billions, and he just waved back. Uh, well, that's nice. I got mistaken for a worker on billions this week. Really? What did they say to you? They were like, I recognize you. I saw you stacking boxes on billions. Well, you know what? I was uh, working up in Dobbs Ferry, New York. As beautiful town up in Westchester, mm-hmm. and that's where I guess they film most of the interior scenes up there. Okay. And I was rolling around in my box truck, doing, doing errands, running production favors yeah. for this really large production job. I worked 17 days straight. It was wild yeah and but one i was just driving around and i see charles oakley's car wash oh yeah and i was like oh my gosh i gotta visit charles oakley's car wash and there's no way to get in with people especially at a car wash than rolling up in a box truck <laughs> there's this like wonderful caribbean woman who's the manager of the place her name's am amaretto if you're there stop by and she was so she thought we were crew members on billions because just a couple of production lumps of coals and they gave us two hoodies that they set aside for their workers it was fantastic really did you get the trash the truck washed and now uh, you can they're too high you can't get those truck washed and really those trucks just go through hell you think yeah not much good comes them yeah that's true i guess you don't want to i mean who's washing their truck and being like oh, i got my truck all shiny yeah and you know i i always back to the issue with like looking up kicks parent company i always like to look up who the parent company is for certain articles certain publications that it's don't to do, do that don't do right by you 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 hear that i got i got trash this week right well what, what? by a major publication gq magazine I have, a, I have a bad ex, not a good person, and we kind of shared a dog for a little while after the relationship. I got the dog in the breakup. When I would leave town, she would watch it, take care of it. Uh-huh. And G- I get sent this article last week. It's like the, the dog force. And, and this ex, she published an article in GQ magazine about saying she doesn't want to watch our dog anymore. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. Is it in the episode? Is that the issue with Larry David on the cover? It, it did not make it to print. It oh. did not uh, make it to their, their bi- major bylines for that day. Even the day of publication, you had to scroll down quite a bit to see it. And yeah. I, I know they're owned by Condé Nest, who I also work for. And I imagine she got about... One fifth of the rate I usually get from them. <laughs> so yeah, have fun talking. Like I'm pretty sure she gave up the dog for the article. So yeah, stop seeing this animal you love for seventy five dollars. Very big of you. Yes. Well, sometimes you know you gotta have something to write about, so you make it. Well, the thing is, it's all about how good we did at sharing the dog, and then it takes this left turn. It's like I know I could no longer see the dog. Because she had fleas, an easily preventable cause. Right. And like, that's fine. Animals get the fleas. But if you're going to really indict me in a major publication for my dog ownership, maybe we should focus on the fact that the dog ate its own tail. Yeah, that's a bigger (laughs) story. 
Your dog ate its tail and you couldn't find it because it was eaten. I mean, yeah. it ate it and swallowed it all. It's, yeah, the dog got fleas. Truth be told, I took the dog up the day before on a five mile walk and, and then in, up in the woods in Westchester. And I told her she was going to watch it. Hey, I saw a bug on the cat. I've given him three baths and I'm getting dragged into national publication yeah. for this. It's wild. It's wild. It is crazy. Honestly, though, she probably didn't notice about <laughs> the tail. You know, she's probably not the most observant. So she probably didn't. She probably thought Tilly never had a tail. Yeah. So I didn't mean to use her name without yeah, asking permission. Yeah, don't use Tilly's real name. <laughs> Sorry, Tilly. I didn't mean to. I should ask your permission first. Yeah, so they're owned by Advanced Publications, which is owned by Condé Nast. And I am honestly thinking of suing them. Which is really what this podcast is about. Me wanting to sue people. Well, you, use, my they, landlord. <laughs> exactly. They don't, she didn't use your name. No, they didn't use Nobody my name. Nobody you. But Except I think... now they do. What about Tilly? She, they need to issue a retraction saying that the dog did not have fleas. <laughs> there was one flea. It was on the cat. We don't know it was a flea. Yeah. It's uh, very serious it's, stuff. It's true. This is all speculation and it's hurting Tilly's... Rep, re, I mean, Tilly's going to be laughed out of the dog park. Absolutely. She's not a, not a flea bag. Um, I, I didn't know that. Well, you know, what can you do? 75 bucks after losing 300, I might write an article or two. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, I'll talk about my treatment of an animal. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to pee real quick. Fill 30 seconds. I, I used the dog as a guitar one time. She's a great pooch. I love Tilly. Tilly's a bit needy, but it's okay. She's very needy. Do one of your bits. Um, I'm not going to do one of my bits. Um, time. I know I'm filling time. It's fine. I'll fill the time. Joel's a quick peer. I, um, I was thinking today, I'm going to bring this up to Joel when he's, when he comes back, but I'm going to bring up, uh, I'm thinking about talking to him about, we're going to open up a franchise. I think we're going to open up a franchise. I have all my business ideas. I'm good at business. We all know this. This is true. <laughs> I'm a good gambler. I'm good at business. I have a lot of good innovative ideas such as, um, my, my kitchen where people come to you. I actually already forgot what it was. What is it? People cook in their kitchen and they sell it. It doesn't matter. Um, I think, I think we're going to franchise. I think we're going to franchise out a restaurant. I did up some, I'm going to bring this up to him like in a minute, but I think, uh, maybe franchise out, maybe like, um, open up a Sonic or something something you know thinking about doing that opening up a sonic in new york that we could use sonic that. is terrible the gimmick of having a lot of products is just to distract from the fact that none of your products are any good <laughs> all right so sonic's off the table um no i do have i, I did i did come up with uh, some information on like the most expensive franchises to open versus the least and something so I, we can talk about what's that later, the least though. expensive franchise to open well i found it to be very interesting um i know the most money is if you open a taco bell franchise on Flushing Avenue, you charge six bucks for everything you sell. Yeah, it's the Wild West out there. That's why. Um, well, so it's interesting you asked that. And I, I actually, it's funny because how much, so these are some of the numbers of how much it costs to open a fast food franchise. Uh, it's 1.2 to 3.5 million to 3.5 million to open a fast food restaurant? To open up a Sonic, actually. To open up a Sonic? <laughs> Sonic's the most expensive. Oh, yeah, that's a, you gotta buy a lot of roller skates. Sonic's <laughs> the most expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. Insurance, you know. Uh, Wendy's is in second place with 2 million. Well, uh, I, I imagine that Sonic, you need the biggest plot of land because it's a drive-through. You have to build centrally. You uh -huh. uh, like a lot of. You have to build the structure for a, a Sonic. Like a McDonald's, you can roll into anywhere. Wendy's, you can roll into right. Sonic, Sonic is a very iconic building. It's a it's a drive-in. It's a very specific type of thing. Plus, they have all that food. A lot of overhead with all that all the tots and the shakes and the and oh my god, all the tots with cheese on them and oh, it's just so much. And truthfully, it is the worst fast food restaurant. I will not touch. 
watched Sonic. I've never been to a Sonic in my life, actually. So. You're not missing much. I like I, I had that gimmick. Like I was a Midwestern kid. We didn't have many Sonics. So when I lived in California, I drove two hours for my first Sonic experience, and it was not worth it at all. Well, it's funny you say that because I had this is I I've been to this restaurant. This is third on the list. Uh, Jack in the Box. I went to a Jack in, the Box, Jack in the Box one time. It made me violently ill immediately, and I have never gone back. And well, what you will get? Back. I don't remember. It's been, There's only it's one been a thing to time. get a Jack in the Box. The two tacos for 99 cents are fantastic. They are so good. It is the perfect thing I to eat. I wish I could remember what I got, but I got. Uh, we ate there one time. I think it made everyone in our car sick, and I was sick for. Uh, it was bad. Well, Jack in the Box is actually the safest fast food to eat because they killed a bunch of people with E. coli in the 90s, so they really had to step step up their health practices. Oh, is that true? Yeah, 100% true. Yeah, uh, Why do you think sucks. their mascot looks like that? Because <laughs> he, he got a disease from the food turned into an ice cream cone, it, man. <laughs> that's what that's what E. coli does when you live through it. Um, you have to wear a party hat on your head forever. <laughs> uh, so they're number three. Number four is Taco Bell. Uh, to franchise Woo! one, 526 to, uh, it's, this is a very wide range, 526,000 to 3 million to franchise at Taco Bell. Then the least expensive is uh, kind of, and this is kind of surprising to me. Panda Express. N- no. Yoshinoya Beef Bowl. Panda Express did not make the list. Can I keep list. guessing? Arby's. Which I, I got. Arby's is on the list, but it's, it's further down. I got a parasite with Arby's, at Arby's with our too. producer who hates us. You, if I see you eating Arby's, that tells me everything I need to know about you. You don't remember that, Richie? We were working on that bar mitzvah and we stopped to eat at Arby's and then we both got sick for like two weeks. I don't, I don't fuck with anything that Bo Deedle was involved with. All right. And I know he's not their spokesperson anymore. I know they have the meats now, but they've also had the Bo Deedle. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Bo fucking Deedle. Is, is Bo Deedle one of the characters from the Disney film Meet the Deedles? <laughs> it might as well be. You know, if he's, it's like Beetlejuice. If you say Bo Deedle three times, he'll show up. Hey, who is Bo Deedle? I'm, you is don't know this who Bo some Deedle Mandela is? effect? I have no idea Deedle who it is. Do you know who it is, Richie? Is he the, the guitar player, Bo Diddley? <laughs> no, that's Bo. Di- no, that's not who is it this is. another T Boone picking situation? No, Bo Diddle is like a famous New York detective. <laughs> really? Yes. There are famous New York detectives? Yes, hang on. I thought the only famous New York detective was that poor fella who choked out Eric Garner. Hey, Siri, who is Bo Diddle? Richard A. Bo Deedle is a former New York City Police Department detective and a media personality known for contributing on Fox News and IMAS in the morning. Deedle is the founder and CEO of Bo Deedle and Associates and Bo Deedle Consulting Services. Deedle earned $1.8 million in 2015. There you go. According to his tax returns. Yeah, oh, fuck Bo Deedle. According Deedle. to his tax returns. Yeah, fuck Bo Deedle. Uh, he, but he was the guy that he was also he was also known for his Arby's ads. Uh, yeah. No way. I swear to God, there was a whole run of Bo Deedle. Bo Deedle serving Arby's because he looks like a saint. Bo I, went, looks I once like, got a gun pulled on me at an Arby's. Bo Deedle. It was probably Bo Deedle. He probably thought you were trying to steal. He was on a case and you fucked it all up. Bo Deedle looks like a roast beef sandwich. I'm not wrong. Um, you don't want you, you. I tell you, I get a gun pulled on me at an Arby's. You just gloss over that. What do you get? It was probably you probably deserved it. What happened? And I'm slicing up the truth about freshness. A lot of people think the meat. That's both. He's a legendary detective. There's no such thing as a legendary detective. Oh, uh, there is. Uh, what Sher- crimes did he solve? Sherlock Holmes. I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Welcome to the Bo Deedle podcast. Where we dig deep on Bo Deedle yeah, cases. Yeah, he's the guy who proved that 9/11 was an inside job. The he best pr- New York detective of all. He proved that Bush did it. <laughs> um, um, 
Yeah, okay, well, so, yeah, but Arby's is on the list. The least expensive, and I have opinions on this. We're gonna, we'll talk about this a little bit, but Chick-fil-A um, is 10K to open up a Chick-fil-A franchise. But Chick-fil-A... Yeah, they gotta be cheap. You're like, hey, do you want to be associated with the death of homosexuals in Uganda? Yeah, do you uh, also... Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Chick-fil-A, uh, we all know they're an evil company. Um, they have a very low accept acceptance rate so there is like a downside even if you're looking at like a cheap startup fee i think they take a huge percentage i wonder what color the uh, the, the people who are accepted by chick-fil-a are i don't know probably um probably a little bit it's probably the white meat if you yeah, know they're what I'm all saying. the color of porridge yeah uh very pasty people but they also like they check and see if you're like involved it's such a religious company that they check and see if you have to be involved in a church and they have a lot of criteria that you have to reach to to open up a chick-fil-a franchise so it's, it's not just about having 10k and in and out they're similar like in beliefs to chick-fil-a but they're all corporate owned aren't they i believe so yeah and even like even if you you're talking about chick-fil-a right yeah. Yeah. Even if you even if you franchise a Chick Fil A, you don't own it. You're like managing a franchise. Yeah. Like, like, but that's 10k. But that's just a franchise fee because you need to be buy the rent the building, get the inventory, hire employees, get uniforms. Right. They pay the. Uh, I think they pay a lot of upfront, and then you pay them a lot on the back end. Yeah. So I imagine the deal is far beyond ten thousand dollars. Absolutely. So I think even though they're at the bottom of that list, I don't think they they definitely don't belong there. So. I just thought that was interesting, so I thought I'd come in with that. So I guess we're not. Can gonna I look up, at the list, see if there's anything that pops out at me? Yeah, we're not going to open up a Sonic, I guess, though. So we're not going to open up a Sonic. We're certainly not going to open up an Arby's. Okay, second is Do- is Subway, then Domino's, which you makes all the sense in the world. You know what? I want to open up. I want to open up a boba tea place. A not boba in New York. Tea place. Not in New York. Like bubble tea, not boba tea. Bubble, yeah, bubble, bubble tea. I want to open a bubble tea in the Midwest. Let's take bubble tea to the people. Back is boba. Yeah, the back is bubble tea. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think there's a future in that. You don't think there's well? Because here's my thought process. I ran this by uh, Tiffany, aka my sister Taylor. Uh, and uh, last time I was home, we call her Tiffany on this podcast because she's always hanging out at the mall. <laughs> Um, I was thinking about bubble tea. I, 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 you know, we're in New York, in LA, in the coasts, and people, we get stuff early here. So it's like bubble tea is very big here. But in the Midwest, I mean, they're just coming around to dumplings in, in Indiana. You know what I mean? They're just on the dumplings right now. So it's like if you dropped bubble tea at the right time, you could have a cash cow on your hands. So I think we take bubble tea to the Midwest. And we sell it to a bunch of fat people. Well, why don't we just Kentucky. take? Why don't we just take oat milk? Why don't we take Jean Noodle House and take that to the Midwest? That's what we're really printing cash because, like, boba tea, oat milk. Yeah, absolutely. You can't get people in the Midwest to drink oat milk. People in the Midwest rely too it's much on cows. There. You, you watch you. Oat milk is already in the college towns. Once Starbucks picks it up, it is going. I'm not off. saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying people in Indiana they support cows. They love to suck a tit. All right. I need <laughs> a cow's tit. I'm not eating milk from a nut. I'll see you in hell if I'm eating milk from a nut. That's my impression of an Indiana person. So. You want to <laughs> it's something they never had before. They'll, it's like a, it's a new experience you want for them. To try to teach everybody in Indiana what boba. Is. Yes, I do. You want to finance that. Yes, it does. And for that reason, you're in. Come on, Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, all right, it's just an idea, you know. It's just, just an a, idea. Just a thought. Just a just a wish and a dream. McDonald's, dude. It costs a million dollars to open it up. You're guaranteed $200,000 of profit a year. But there's so many McDonald's everywhere. It doesn't matter. 
I guess it's true. Let's open a McDonald's in your apartment. (laughs) Secret McDonald's. Free real estate. Oh my God, a real estate. Yeah, that's true. We'd already be winning. Let's see if we can open a franchise here. We could absolutely open a subway. A McSpeakeasy. Welcome to my McSpeakeasy. We we make our employees dress up like Grimace. Dude, how much money would a McDonald's food truck make? Oh. Americans are stupid enough to get that that activity. Rather than Uber Eats, the little McDonald's truck it comes to you. Do you do you use Postmates and Uber Eats? I'm a Grubhub man. I use through and through Grubhub I, till I die. I think I'm gonna get on Grubhub. I used Seamless and it was not fun. It was not good. But I well, did. Seamless is owned by Grubhub, so it's probably the same shit. Oh uh, damn it! I've been bamboozled. Um, I did Postmates Taco Bell a few uh, weeks ago. How much was the delivery fee though? It was devastatingly bad. Four dollars. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I think it was free delivery. They were having a promo. It was free delivery, um, but it was devastatingly bad. And it was crazy to me that they truly. I'm not even. This is not even me being like hyperbolic. They the guy pulled up in like a Sebring. He rolled his window down and he just said my name and then he held a bag of Taco Bell out and I took it from him. It was kind of cold. None of it was sealed. It was loosely wrapped. I mean, it was crazy that like you grew up as a kid and they're like, don't take food from strangers. Don't take anything from strangers. And now it's like only take food and from na- strangers. Yeah, exactly. And this man just handed me, he had someone in his car with him. Like it was so weird. I think it was like an older woman. They were together. I mean, he was just like, all right, I'll pick you up, but I got to drop off this kid's Taco Bell first. There's been a lot of anti-Taco Bell talk. Yeah, right now, Yum Brands is selling for 106.49. Check it tomorrow. You know it'll be in the tank. That's the hold my bread effect. I have brought dr- <laughs> I have bought weed, and it's felt less sketchy than when I ordered that Taco Bell. I mean, it was crazy. Weed is the least sketchy thing to have delivered to your house. They know what they're doing. They don't bother the doorman. They come right up. It's always seamless. It is. It is fun. It also is cool. It makes me feel like a rich person. Simple things like that make me feel wealthy. When you have someone come in and they lay their wares on your table and you pick it up and you pay them and they leave. So last week you had a good stock pick, right? It was a good one. But where did you go wrong, Matthew? I waited too long to pull the trigger. Yeah, he... What was it at when I offered? Do you know what it was when I said we should pick it? Pinterest, $20. And now it's up 22 And now we finally bought it. So here, here's my stock pick for the week. And here's my life pick for the week. There is no place with more lively conversation, with more interesting ideas than a New York City loading dock. True that. Like, honestly, ESPN is only in business because no one has broadcast a sports debate show from the back of a box truck. Those guys who help you load in, they know everything, they're interesting, they're funny, they're charismatic. I would love to listen to them. But I also know that the hardest thing to find in this city is a copy of the Wall Street Journal. Or a dock worker that doesn't use the N-word. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just These I don't mean to, we're pros. I'm sorry. I don't we're mean to, friends of the that working. Was, that was a joke. I don't mean to besmirch dock workers. I was just, it's a comedy podcast. And a lot of my, my favorite people to talk to are technically allowed to use it. So uh, fair enough. That's neither here nor there, my friend. All right. Well, I'm just kidding anyway. We love the dock workers. I appreciate your support. And I, I'm looking around. I'm trying to get a, a Wall Street Journal today because I tried to get one the other day. I stole one from this fancy producer's apartment. I dropped off a plant tour. I saw a Wall Street Journal. It's a famous it's like a famous issue that's signed yeah and inside the the wall street journal bag was a freaking new york times oh well. i really cannot so will someone please just send me a paper version of the wall street journal but anyway these dock workers they hear me say oh 
I need a Wall Street Journal. They're like, what do you need the journal for? It's like, well, I have to research what stock I'm going to buy on my podcast. Hold my breath. And they told me Sprint. Sprint is where it's at. Uh, all right. I, well, I don't. I mean, I'm interested in this. Why? Why do they seem to? I mean, why do they seem to think Sprint? Well, Sprint is a trash company. They're doing horrible. There's no long-term future for them. <laughs> cool. So it's a buy. Well, you know, honestly, Sprint is my cell phone provider, and I'm so happy with them. It's the best like transaction I have. They're always great. I'm on auto pay. I get service everywhere. But you know, they're not. Their infrastructure is lagging behind AT and T and Verizon. But 21 months ago, T-Mobile CEO John Laguerre first announced his company's intention to buy Sprint. And if you know John Laguerre, you know he did it in an annoying as hell post. Absolutely. He probably, yeah, ugh. It was probably promoted to be on your Twitter feed 11 times. He's the only person I have blocked on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) He's, uh, it's true though. He does, every time I see a promoted tweet, it's from T-Mobile. They promote everything. And it's always him in a pink polo trying to become a celebrity. Like, no one's going to love you. You don't. He acts like he's um, Richard Branson. He He wants to be. He's the Kirkland brand Richard Branson. Absolutely. He's a lot like Bo Deedle. And I just want to say Bo Deedle again. Um, Yeah, I can't. I mean, his face is, he's like, he's got a weird face. He's a weird guy. T-Mobile's a weird company. But, you know, the T-Mobile stock right now is going for... $82 $82 a share. Right now, the Sprint stock is going for roughly $5 a share. Wow. And so they're about to merge. So there's been this merger, and people working on it have been T Mobile, Sprint, SoftBank, Deutsch, Telecom, the FCC, Uh-oh, the DOJ, Softbank. 16 state attorney general offices, seven private law firms and investment banks. And now the final decision about whether or not this merger can happen rests with one judge, Judge Victor Marrero of the Southern District of New York. Also, we should note the Southern District of New York is where Paul Giamatti works in billions. Four billions references. Hey, hey, one more and we're a billions podcast. We got a billion, billion references here. Welcome to the house of a billion billions. Uh, Welcome to hold my billions. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, I once met a man named Bill Billions. It was incredible. Bill Billions? Yep. William Billions? (laughs) (laughs) I'm William Billions. Uh, That's not your real name. It is. I am, in fact, William Billions. (laughs) Billions, I can't even say it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I stopped drinking uh, one night. I got a real blacked out. I had a threesome with Bo Deedle and William Billions. William Billions and Bo Deedle kissing in a tree, you know. Uh, it'll happen. Profiting. And so Sprint's, so now they're campaigning this judge who you might know, Victor Marrero. He's the person who said Trump had to release his tax returns. Uh-huh. He made, and, Mo, he made Bo Deedle release them. Why can't Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> and he, he did note, should note that his political leanings, him, he kind of sides with the Democrats and Democrats are the ones trying to block this merger. But I think it's going to go through because if it doesn't go through, it's just going to be sold off for parks. SoftBank owns 80% of Sprint and it is only down because SoftBank, it's now just hand in hand with volatility and instability. Right. That's so, what they're associated with. You hear SoftBank and you're like, Bleh. you hear SoftBank, you go soft. Exactly. Nothing make me softer than SoftBank. And that's a guarantee. Um, yeah. And uh, so interesting. They're, they're arguing that it's better and more productive for Sprint to be absorbed into another company than to be sold off for parts. And it's all coming down to this one decision. Meanwhile, you can get in on this. If, if the decision goes through, $5 should spike. 
It's a nice little bet. You could lose a, a little bit here, but I think it's fine. And this also has ramifications across the across the like economy. Mm-hmm. Amazon is considering acquiring Boost Mobile. Holy shit! And you know I, the merger is probably going to go like that. Scumbag Agent Pie is he backs the merger. God, he, he has sucks. a lot. Of, we hate him. Yeah, he's going to go ruin the internet. There's now no good websites. So if that guy is able to ruin everything, if he's pushing for it, I think it'll go through. Yeah. That guy gets what he wants, so we will get a spike. Thank you to the members of the Loading Dock who now are now subscribed to this podcast. Yes, we love you. I appreciate that. Keep it coming. If you got tips, you know, let Joel know. Spread yeah, the good find word. Find me on the dock. See me be in the box truck here in New York, and then we'll talk about it. We want to make a better life. It's rich dad, poor dad. I'll Save thirty percent of every dollar. You're gonna be fine. I'll tell you this. I bet these. I bet these dock workers know who Bo Deedle is. They, they do not. I guarantee they do. If they're New York workers, blue collar, hardworking, strong men, I bet they're tuned into the hard boiled detective work of Deedle. Bo Dito. So, do you have a stock pick this week? I don't have a stock pick this week. Um, uh, I don't think I have a stock pick this week. Let me do a quick scan. I don't think so. Um, I feel very, I'm very disappointed in myself for not getting on Pinterest. I still think Pinterest is good. Um, AMD raised their target price to uh, sixty dollars. It's at fifty one forty now. So, um, still time to get in on AMD. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think. Um, yeah, no, no stock pick for me. No, nothing this week. No stock pick. Well, I think we had a really fun episode. Do you have anything to plug, Matthew? I don't think so. I will be... Let's see here. Next... Um Damn, I think I have something coming up, but I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to be on uh, Keith and the Girl. Um, they're doing a marathon show. I'm doing that, uh, the marathon show, Friday. Uh, I'll be there from 1040 to 11 at night. So that's when my slot is. Uh, I will be at Subculture UCB in February. Uh, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Just uh, follow me on Instagram at uh, Matt Beckett Sucks. And, uh, follow this podcast on Twitter. Yeah. Leave us a review. Reach yeah. out to us. We love you. We're happy to engage. We're starting to get a little following here, and it's... Been fun as hell with you guys. It really does feel good. I really do appreciate all the support, everybody sharing with their friends and all that stuff. So uh, leave us a review. It helps us a lot. So thank you very much. Anything for you, Joel? Uh, Yes, I am main eventing the roast battle at New York Comedy Club tomorrow. You can come check it out. Uh, And if you don't, you can always, you know, watch it on YouTube a couple days later going against Chloe McGovern. She's great. Very talented. Got some fun jokes for her. Yeah, you're going to murder her. Yeah, whatever. I, I'm really phoning this one in, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. Maybe I'll win. Who knows? No, you're going to win. Yeah, probably. But no, no, I'm going to lose because I said that. And then also, what the heck am I doing? Oh, I'll be doing a special professional gambler for the Super Bowl. It'll be just fine. And uh, we've <laughs> been doing great work with that. Thanks to Richie Tolway. He did awesome work. Go watch my video from last week that Richie made. We did a suicide video for Ravens fans. For Ravens fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good episode, Joel. Thanks for, uh, thanks for bringing the heat. Bye. Bye. Love you. Mm-hmm.